Hello, dearest loved ones, spirit junkies, and fellow soul sisters, and any brothers out there listening. This is Heather Regan, and you are listening to Soul Speaks and the lovely Socialite Spotlight, which is a segment of Soul Speaks. And I am so excited to have with us today Mona Lisa Ondavilla. You may know her from Instagram as Peace, Love, and Business. I adore Mona Lisa. I stalked her for quite a bit, probably for a year or more, and absolutely fell in love with her and her spirit and her energy. She is a success coach for intuitive women and not just any old girl bosses, but light worker girl bosses. Welcome, Mona Lisa. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. I'm so excited to be here with you. I've been seriously stalking your Soul Speaks radio <laughs> sessions, and I'm really glad to be here and be partaking in this. So thanks for having oh, me. You are so welcome. We, uh, well, we being me and the angels, of course, obviously, uh, we are so honored to have you on Soul Speaks. I mean, seriously honored and um, just really ready to get going. So I'll let everybody listening know who may be new to Soul Speaks. It is unedited, unplanned, unscripted. There are no questions. There is no, you know, communication before rehearsing. This is literally just a soul conversation. So I will start and just ask Mona Lisa to begin wherever she would like. Mona Lisa, what is your soul wanting to speak about today? God, I love that question. Like, just you asking it, I just feel like this opening and this expansion in my heart. And thank you for creating this space for me and for everybody else that you're yes. having on. Um, what does my soul want to say? You know, I didn't really do very much preparing to keep in keep in touch with the Soul Speaks so way of being. And I guess what I want to say today is that to anybody listening and anybody feeling alone and disillusioned and maybe restless in where they are and maybe stuck, you know, I've been, I've been talking to so many women who feel super stuck yes. and overwhelmed. And if you are feeling that and you're listening today, I want to tell you one, that you're not alone and that you are growing into being an incredible light worker. You're, and what I love about when people come to me and they feel that way, and if you're feeling this way, what that really means is you're being called to be a light worker. You're being called to rise above you know, the, the everyday, what society wants of you. You're being called for something more. And this pain is not something to get down on. It's not something to feel guilty about or even run away from or hide from. It's something to really embrace. So if that is you, I congratulate you and I welcome you to this community of light workers. And once you really start going into this work, you'll start to find people like, like how I found Heather and how she found me. And you'll start to find this new uplifting community. So if that's you, I just want to say welcome and congratulations. I love that so much. This is so beautiful. How did you know that you were called Mona Lisa? How did you know that you were being summoned or called by God to be a light worker? Have you always been a light worker or? Yeah. yeah. 
I give this, you know, it's so funny because I have always loved my fantasy books and I like, I love Harry Potter and I always talk about like going to Harry Potter land and all this crazy stuff. But ever since I was young, I always felt a little bit different. I always felt like there was something inside of me. And the reason I liked those fantasy books was because a lot of the time the main character had this gift that they didn't know about yet. Yes. And it wasn't until later that I discovered that this gift was intuition, this gift was light work, but it has always been there. It was just an unraveling and finding out what that was. Yes, that's so beautiful. So what age or when would you say at what point in your life did you find that your gift for intuition, for energy work really started surfacing and coming about? Oh my gosh. I mean, I would definitely say it's a process, but I would say at 25 okay. is when I discovered that, oh my God, intuition is a gift. It's mm. a superpower. Yes. But before that, I would say it was a lot of um, kind of delving in and, and playing around with self-help stuff and all of that, but it was only theory up until that point. Yes. So around 25 is when you really began to integrate it into your life, it sounds like, and realize that this was something special you had been given, kind of like Harry Potter and his yeah, life mark. Totally, yeah. yes. Which is actually a really cool symbol when you think about it for our energy work. For, <gasps> oh my God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> about that. I've never thought about that as well either. And I know okay. you're really drawn to energy work, aren't you? You have a, a challenge, and isn't that something that you also do? I know you're you know, a success coach, but is energy yeah. part of your work as well? Energy is absolutely everything. So to, it's not just success in that success in the outwardly business stuff, although I love that and that's half of what I do. Energy is the other half. Energy is how you actually come about and manifest everything that you want to manifest and bring about. It's, you need to get on the energetic level of what you want to manifest. So I really love, like, lately I've been combining the, the two of the masculine and the, and the feminine side in my work. I think that's really where I'm coming to in my work and what I bring about because, like, I have this super go-getter, ambitious side of me that I've always had. You know, I was, like, class president. I was editor-in-chief. I was, like, really always involved in striving. And then the others, you know, that when I was around 25 and I was just start, starting to discover like work and energy, I realized that that wasn't enough. The, the being, the go-getting and the striving wasn't enough. There was another side of me that was missing. And what through the work that I was reading, like self-help and, you know, Gabby Bernstein, we both love her. I realized that it was my energy that was really going to make the difference for me. It was yes. really going to be what was going to help me manifest and really create, consciously create the life I want. Because I can sit here all day and you know, be not centered and be kind of like I, before it was like this almost anxi anxiety energy. It was like panicky energy, right? But now it's like, it's this centered, it's this grounded, it's this sacred. And it's this energy of knowing that I am the universe. Yes. Therefore, I can call whatever I want from the universe to me. Mm, that's so powerful. I'm sitting with that. I am the universe. Therefore, I can call anything in the universe to me. That's beautiful. So in your own life, what are some tools that you use to really keep your energy at a high frequency? And how do you know when you go out? 
you know, I know Gabby kind of talks about that. Like, when you go out, like, what are the first signs for you that you've gone out, that you're no longer in that, I like to call it a vortex. I don't know why, but that you're no longer in that vortex on that manifesting energetic level to receive. How do you know you're out? It's it's actually so familiar to me to be mm-hmm. out. I'm yes. so the first thing is um, that I talk about my seven day energy cleanse. The first thing that I teach is really getting to know your own energy. Mm. So really tuning into the ups and downs. And as you get to tune into that, you'll know. Like first, the first thing I give is a grounded exercise, right? So to know what grounded feels like, to know what centered feels like. And then from there, the way I know that I'm really far from it, you know, there's, I'm not always super grounded. I'm not always super centered, but I know when I've strayed too far, when I start to get these thoughts, like, oh my God, like when I start to get too much in my head, like, what am I doing? What, like, I'm totally wrong for this. Like, what do people think about me? I'm going to fail. Like all of these fear thoughts start coming and attacking me. And I literally feel it in my body. And I usually feel it in my gut is where I usually feel it. I feel it in my ovaries. Mm -hmm. I feel it deep down in my body and it and I feel it in my head because my head starts to get really chattery and I start to get anxiety so for me it's feeling anxiety and feeling panicky that's how I know when I'm not in my center okay that's that's really good um mine is similar I I start feeling uh same thing anxiety and for me mine's in my shoulders like Mm. my shoulders get really tight and kind of raise up and that's when I know that um I have taken back control and I'm in a fearful place instead of a place of surrender. It's like, that's an immediate sign that I'm in my mind instead of my soul. So yeah, very similar. So what I'm hearing both of us say is we know because we're in our bodies and when our bodies feel differently, we know when we're out. And I think that's such an important lesson because Especially in today's society, so many people don't know how to get into their bodies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I talk to young women all the time that I, I, I try to help them with this. And I ask them how, you know, where, where a feeling is even located in their body and they're not quite sure how to describe it. So this is a beautiful place to start, I think. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that energy sits so much in our bodies. So when you notice that you're out and you're feeling yeah. that anxiety and you're feeling that you know, uh, that stomach pressure, what do you do for yourself to recalibrate that and to bring you back? Oh my God. It's so crazy. I love how you mentioned that it's in your body. So that's actually the first place I go. I go to my body. So say I'm feeling really anxious and fearful and I notice that it's in my ovary right now. I I feel, I actually know where the exact spot where it flares up when I get anxiety. So the first thing I do is I tune into that spot. So I just quiet my mind and I, and I tune in and then I breathe into it. I breathe into it and I send it unconditional love and acknowledgement and I pour and I ask the universe for help with this. I'm like, you know, I need some help bringing some light into this area. And I completely abandon whatever thoughts I had and I arrive in that location in my body to heal. I love that so much. I love that. Do you have any outside tools that you use to help you as well? Or do you just sit and be with your body? 
Mostly I sit and be with my body. Outside tools, like I love my crystals. Those instantly yes. help me in terms of raising my vibes. I have this gorgeous piece of a, mas- a night in front of me right now, my rose quartz. But most of the time, it really is just me sitting with my body. I mean, I do sage. Sage helps me get to that place as well, like yes. burning sage. Yes, um, yeah, and I mean, there are some things. Like for me, it's the ocean. I can easily go to the ocean and feel more calm. But really, we, we have the magic inside of us. We, have, we intuitively know what we need to do, and we don't need any outside things. I agree. And I, lo- I love that reminder because even as light workers, we can still get very caught up in that hype of feeling like we need crystals or we need angel cards or, you know, that we (laughs) need all of these different tools in order to run a good session or to be successful. And I love that reminder that everything is right inside of us. Yeah. I I mean, I love those things, but it is, it really is. We don't need anything. And that's why I like to call them tools because that's what they are. They're just tools. They're not the answer. They're just tools because we do, we can, we can just sit and be and have all the healing we need, whether we're sitting in a room with angel cards and oils and candles and it's a full moon and we're having this ceremony. That's like me, were you at my house? <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's the summer solstice. Yeah. Or if it's just us and we're sitting just on a bench, like we yeah. have everything that we need, which brings me back to something you said in the very beginning when you were talking to anyone listening that might feel stuck or overwhelmed you said to them you are not alone and what it made me think of is um as a therapist and i I work with a lot of um young women that are often afraid to be alone they're afraid to be alone with their own thoughts or even their own energy because they've never been taught how to love themselves so was that something that you were always okay with from a young age being alone or is that something that you learned to grow into and acclimate to as your self-love journey progressed i feel like growing up i was forced to be alone a lot of the time okay yeah so for me it it was like well my parents were going through a divorce and it was a lot of me being alone and being forced to be alone but and eventually I got really comfortable with being alone and and turned into something that helped me tune into myself but at first being alone wasn't comfortable at first being alone felt like abandonment you know it felt like oh my god like I'm all by myself you know nobody cares about me nobody's looking out for me so I mean while I've always been comfortable being physically alone right it's it's only later on that I felt really comfortable feeling alone, but be, it's, it's this difference between being alone and loving yourself when you're alone. Yes, it, I learned that later on. So I, I was always comfortable being alone, but I did not always love myself and take care of myself alone until later on. Yes. And, and I didn't either, Lisa. I spent many years not allowing myself to be alone, as in literally. I would distract yeah. myself. So... Um, there was a part of my heart or soul that desired to sit down and be and to feel into my body and to meditate 
And then what I would do based on, maybe it was instinctual, kind of that fight or flight feeling, is instead I would shop or I would binge eat or <laughs> I would watch TV. Um, yeah. I was terrified to be alone, although it's what my soul so desperately wanted. And I don't remember exactly, I mean, I don't think there was like an exact moment yeah. <laughs> you know, that it became okay. I think it was just a progressive undoing or unlearning of all the fearful base patterns I had been taught. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And now I don't feel okay if I don't have alone time. I (laughs) crave alone time like water or bathing. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to remember what that fear was like, but I'm reminded of it daily because so many people do distract themselves with things outside of themselves like food or like shopping or Facebook or Instagram when they don't want to feel. So what would you say to someone who's listening that is thinking, oh, that's all great to sit down and feel into my body, but Mm -hmm. um, that terrifies me and I, I don't know how to do that. What do you say to someone that doesn't know how to feel into their body and wants to distract and eat and shop instead? Uh, I would say that if you're in that position, first of all, totally non-judgmental. Do not judge yourself for it being in that place. Because um, I know that as women, a lot of us have tendencies to be like, oh my God, like I can't do this. I don't know how to be alone. Yes, you do. (laughs) You do. And you just need to tune into that wisdom and you have it already inside of you. So, I mean, I would say if you're in that position, do it for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Start, start with 20 seconds. Start with 20 seconds where you're not doing anything. Start as small as you can start and grow from there. Like there's this, I think there's this notion that maybe we need to meditate for like 10 minutes and be alone for 20 minutes. You can start with literally 30 seconds and grow that muscle because it's a muscle to be grown. Like sometimes, like, okay, I've been noticing that in the shower, I've lately, I've been like just having these moments of absolute presence, right? And it will last for like 15 seconds of absolute presence. And Mm. I feel like you really only need that much. And if you're starting, do not pressure yourself to, to like have this like Zen model of what you need to be, but instead Find a way for you to be by yourself for 30 seconds. And maybe being in nature will help you. Maybe holding a crystal will help you. So find ways that to make it easier and more supportive for you to do. Yes. I love this so much. I agree with everything you said. Um, <laughs> so I would love to touch on it a little more because it's so important for those people who are listening that don't know. Um, yeah. Forgiveness and the non-judgment are crucial because... Well, I know at least for me and for so many women tell me is that they beat themselves up and they judge themselves so harshly when they can't meditate or when they feel like they're distracted or when they do eat or they do shop. And so, yes, that that first step of forgiving yourself and just witnessing the behavior is so important. And yeah, I think, you know what, I'm so glad you you reminded me. I mean, when I started meditating, I literally could sit, I think, two minutes, maybe maximum, Mm -hmm. 
It was like two minutes, and I felt like after that two minutes, I was done. Yeah. (laughs) There's no more. But that two minutes became four, and four became six, and six became 30. Um, So it was such a gradual process. And what I realized over that time of sitting and allowing things to unfold is that I didn't have to force things to happen. I didn't have to try so hard to feel into my body. Is that when I just relaxed, it happened. And I had that moment, like you're talking about in the shower, that 15 seconds. It's like, that's enough. If you can touch that place in your soul where there's no noise or chaos for even 15 seconds, sometimes that's just enough. Yeah. And it brings you back to Uh who you are. It brings you back to the universe and it brings you back to, oh, this feels familiar and it it starts to feel like home and you're going to need to go back because it's like you, you, you've learned how to go back home and you can't not anymore. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've learned how to go back home and you can't not anymore. I love that. (laughs) Once you know how to get there, you can't unknow it. Yeah. And the thing is, Exactly. And and you mentioned, you know, a lot of women feel bad about falling off the meditation wagon. And this is, I mean, I, I see this so much with my clients. And, and what I say to that is it really, it, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you come back. And over time, like, you know, now I have to meditate all the time. I have to visualize every day. But at first, like, I would not meditate for a year. I would not meditate for six months. And it would be these big gaps in between of me coming back. And not even just meditating. It would be coming back to my center. You know that center we were talking about earlier? Sometimes I would be uncentered for an entire year, even as I was in this process. So, and now I can, you know, now I'm like, all right, I'm getting, I'm getting in this mode. I'm going to come back and it takes me like maybe an hour, maybe half an hour. But it used to take me a long time. So if you're in that place, that's totally fine. That's totally normal. And it's it's totally a learning process. It is. And I love this because, you know, I think people, well, there are some people that look at us or other people on Instagram and they think, well, they're coaches, they're light workers, they're energy healers. They must never go out. (laughs) They always live in that space where they're like, (laughs) have, you know, flowers on their head. And no, that's not true. I mean, ask my husband. I'm pretty sure I can be a complete bitch sometimes. Yeah. And then I I come back. Yes. And then I come back. We all, we all go out or we wouldn't be human. And that's God's way of reminding us that we need God and that we need these tools. Um, Mm -hmm. And I find that, through the process of being alone is what led me to realize that I was actually never alone. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. When we're so busy and we're running around and we're avoiding being alone, that's actually so much more lonely. It is. Oh my God. That's perfect. That's exactly it. Because when you can finally be alone, you feel everything. You feel your angels. You feel the universe. You feel one with God. You feel one with everyone you see. And it's, Mm -hmm. that's so true. Okay. I I feel a meme coming out of that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's like when you just allow yourself to be and sit alone is when you realize that you're actually filled 
Yes. Your room is filled with angels and God oh. and and your life is so full, but it's in those moments when we're standing at the refrigerator eating or we're shopping or we're avoiding or we're not allowing ourselves to sit and feel our feelings. That's really the true loneliness. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm getting shivers. That's totally. So good. <laughs> so good. I'm just sitting with that myself. And what I've learned actually, I think it was, um, I don't remember who actually came up with this. It's one of those things that it's just a recycled thing. Um, if you can sit with your feelings for 90 seconds, mm. 90 seconds, and I mean really sit with them, allow yourself to fully embody the sadness or whatever is present for 90 seconds, it will move through you and pass. Yes. Mm-hmm. And some people will spend 20 years avoiding that 90 seconds. Yeah. Yep. That's what I see every day is they don't want to get to that 90 seconds. And so, um, I work with people that still are not allowing themselves to go there. And I think what we, our job is as light workers is to help people feel safe. Yeah. To help them learn to be safe with themselves. And to provide that space. Yeah. To let them feel that. And it's really this dissolving of that because, I mean, it's that 90 seconds and then it's almost like once you get rid of that, you'll discover a new layer. And that's the thing with being alive, with being human. But you have to dissolve that one layer that you've been not looking at for 20 years before you can Mm -hmm. move forward and dissolve more layers. I love that as well. And, you know, I always, um, I guess a metaphor I like to use, and it's kind of cliche because probably everyone uses it, is the peeling back of the onion. Yeah, I always think but about that. I need to find a new metaphor. But a it's cake. so true. A cake. a cake, a layer cake. That's perfect <laughs> as well. Um, but it's true because it is one layer at a time. Yeah. And we never really get to the core because it's always a continual process. It's Our life is full of assignments and learning. And it's a journey. And we just get closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And I'm being reminded, and I think I actually mentioned this in one of my last Soul Speaks too, but it's so powerful. I just need to mention it all the time to everyone. But (laughs) when um, I read the book by Tara Brock years ago, Radical Acceptance, and in the very beginning, she's talking about, um, I believe it was her mom on her deathbed, and she said to her, I just realized that I was always okay. I just realized as she's dying and getting ready to leave this earth that that there was nothing ever wrong with her, that she was always enough. And that is such a common theme for women that they don't want to sit with is this um, pervasive limiting belief that somehow they aren't enough or they aren't worthy. Yes. And I I feel like that's that pervasive dis ease in our bodies that often women are afraid to sit with and the thing is is that it's just not true why wait until we get to the end of our lives to realize that it was just always a gremlin it was never true it was just a gremlin Yeah. yeah so in your normal day because I would suspect you don't wait until you go out to come back. What do you do to prevent yourself going out or to, 
to remind yourself every day that you are enough because in the world we live in, we do, we have to constantly be doing the work. It's not like we sit down one day mm. and we just <laughs> work on our energy. We decide. And we decide and then we high vibrate for the rest yeah. of our lives and we're ascended uh, and we're perfect. It's like every day uh, we have to remind ourselves of our divine nature that we are fully divine and fully human. What do you do in your everyday to remind yourself of that? Yes, so twice a day, I I have two visualizations. The first one is me visualizing the future that I want to manifest. Mm. And I hang out there a lot. So I actually know what the house looks like. I know what the place is. I know there's a beach really close by. I know what I'm eating. And it's like I, I sit there for about 15 minutes and I hang out with this version of me that's in the future, enjoying all the things that I want to manifest now. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's Beautiful. one. So that's one. Okay. Yeah. And the second one is me sitting with my future self, or not my future self, my, my wiser self, my mm-hmm. self that is a goddess and, and knows everything and takes care of me. So yeah. the side of me that loves me which really is just the universe, right? Yes. But I picture her as me, a wiser version of me. And I receive, and I say, I receive the love. I receive the love. I just say that, and I repeat it. And I feel it, and I hang out with her, and maybe she has something to tell me, or maybe she just wants to sit with me. Mm. But I hang out with myself a lot. and. Yes. Sometimes it shows up as a wiser, older, future me. Sometimes I actually go back in time and I'm the wiser, older one for a younger version of me. Yes. But I'm always hanging out with myself. I love, I love that. Do you know I've put on my calendar every day at noon, um, my client on my calendar is my higher self. And so that because I show up for my clients. So if I just block off time for myself, I have a tendency to blow that off, but if I know that my higher self is the client, I show up. So that's my time with myself as well, and I actually do the exact same things you do. Do you? I do. That's I awesome. do. Exactly. I spend part of the time visualizing the future, and um, I do so to the beautiful music by Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's um, the I Am. Um, oh. I can't remember what the last of it, but it's um, just the I Am music. It's called, I know what it is. I am wishes fulfilled and it's beautiful music for manifesting. It is Dr. Wayne Dyer. I believe he said that this is what he meditated to every day and it's music to tuning forks and they're set to the sounds of I am from the Bible. Oh my, yes. I need this. Uh, I need you, this. <laughs> it is good stuff. So I, it's 20 minutes. And so that's the time that I use to visualize my future that I desire to manifest and I go and I meet Jesus and I meet my angels there and they actually show me my future. And then I spend the rest of the time journaling with my higher self. And I'm just like you. I often will do healing work where I am the wiser one and I'll go back and see little Heather and (laughs) I'll go back and heal something that needs to be healed. And that's some actually work I did earlier with a client. We went back and worked on her seven, eight year old self. It's so important. It's so powerful. It's and it, it helps a lot with the I am worthy. A lot of the feelings of not feeling worthy, at least in my experience and when I've been working with clients on this, it's the same. It's that seven year old, it's that yes. eight year old self 
you need to go back and hang out with. It's and so they're so true. grateful. I feel it. Yeah. Like today I feel what I did to go back and heal. It's amazing. Oh, it is. It's so beautiful. And it really does work. It, it changes and impacts everything about our current situation, our current life, um, which is just it's just so amazing and so sad that some people are so scared to do it. So yeah. I'm going to pray for those and I hope some of them are listening and mm -hmm. that we can really encourage them to, to come even if they need support, to get a coach yeah. um, mm -hmm. and to go to someone that makes them feel safe so that they can feel supported and know that they also don't have to be alone physically in a physical totally. space. You know, even mm -hmm. as we're talking about being alone, um, I wasn't able to do that until I went through therapy for many years. So mm -hmm. I had to have my own support. I didn't just start out being alone. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I just hope that somebody listening can feel really encouraged today to forgive themselves for staying out too long and to come back. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's kind of neat that we started talking about in the beginning Harry Potter and uh -huh. the gift of intuition. And I keep picturing that, that lightning bolt. If yeah. you were a main character in a fictional book, <laughs> what do you think your main character would be doing? Would you be like Harry? Would you have, would you be coaching if you could have be anything as your main character in a fictional book? What do you think you would be doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know this is a really this random question. Fun. Um, hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't know. This is crazy. Any power? Yeah. Uh, I think I would just be me. I, <laughs> I would be that. me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. <laughs> I would just be me. Ah, oh, that's so good. I think you should get a lightning bolt tattooed <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, okay, maybe a permanent one. I mean, a temporary one. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to the opening premiere of the Harry Potter land in, um, in L.A., so I'm going to do ah, that. You've got to, <laughs> and you've got to take a picture and tag me. That's awesome. So you would just be you with your intuition. Yeah. I love that so much. Yes, and... Gosh, wouldn't our world be so different if we all just wanted to be us? <laughs> right. Like, and we just loved who we are and the unfolding of who we are and, and just embracing our gifts and bringing it. And that's really what we're here to do, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I love this. You've grown into such a beautiful light worker, you know, even from being forced to be alone as a child. And then you were brave enough to hear the call and to listen to the call and to grow into a place where you are helping other women now be able to thrive as an intuitive girl boss and step into their own power. What do you love to do for yourself outside of work that um, it's kind of an extension of who you are? just for fun or with your family or what tell us more about Mona Lisa yeah my favorite favorite thing to do is be in the ocean Ooh. like hands down I love the ocean and if I could picture my ideal day it would be swimming in a warm ocean being anywhere near the beach lights me up more than anything I love that. I, yeah with my hubby and the husband <laughs> my husband yes. in the ocean 
and just listening like usually in ocean places there's like the breeze and just being present with and being one with the salty air and the beach that's what I'm all about now I really want to go to the beach (laughs) as you're describing it I, I feel it I feel it and I want to go there now so um that's that's lovely that do you live by the ocean I am currently moving to the ocean. I've been manifesting moving to San Diego for a couple of years now, and I am moving there in May in a couple of months. So, Do you have where you live yet? Does it look like what you have been meditating on daily? Where? Where I currently live? I actually live right across living, from the beach. Where you're moving. Yeah. Where you're oh, moving yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. my God. Totally. So you've totally. manifested exactly what you've been dreaming about. Yes. Wow. Exactly. That's amazing. It's almost, I kept getting on the vibes of the ocean. I literally just feel the ocean mm-hmm. all the time, and it's coming to me. And it's you know? coming to you. That's exactly. awesome. I'm coming to visit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there soon. <laughs> That's wonderful. Is there anything else that you would really love for anyone listening to know about you, to know about your work? Um, just any message that you would like to give? I would say that loving yourself is the most important thing and if you can learn how to do that and really really do that love yourself and be with yourself everything else will fall into place there's nothing else you really need to do there's absolutely nothing else you need to do except love yourself and be with yourself and I know it's not as easy when you start out but that really is the ultimate goal is to love yourself and then pour that love out to everybody around you and pour it out to everybody in service of love and light but first start with you yes start with you and everything else can change after that that's um that's what i did and that's what you did and um yeah we have lightning bolts on our forehead (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful so tell everyone where they can find you Mona Lisa um on social media tell them about your challenge because I'm sure after everyone listens to this they're going to want more yeah totally so my Instagram is peace love and business you can find me there I do the most on Instagram um, and my energy cleanse that I referred to earlier is at seven day energy and that's this really cool seven day fun program where you'll really get to know how to use your energy how to raise your energy how to cleanse it and really get in touch with your own energy vibes so that you can manifest and really be on the level of everything that you desire Love it. All right. So Instagram, peace, love, and business, and sevendayenergycleanse.com. Yes. Yay. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure that you're going to have a lot of people going to check you out um, (laughs) after listening to this and after feeling your beautiful and loving energy. And I thank you so much for coming on to Soul Speaks and gracing us with your beautiful spirit. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really feel so warm and loved right now. Thank oh. you for providing this space, Heather. Well, I really you appreciate are, it. You are loved and you're warm being so you're filling your own soul. <laughs> you are very loved. And if anyone has any thoughts or comments or anything that has arisen for you today after listening to myself and Mona Lisa, we would absolutely love for you to comment on our Instagrams, on Facebook, 
uh, send us messages. You can also find me at IamHeatherRegan.com or IamHeatherRegan on Instagram. That is also my favorite place to hang out, my happy place. Um, and we just thank you and we love you so much. And we'll see you for the next Soul Speak. Satnam.